are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. everybody to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. You can also check out the broadcast on RadioLex.us to listen anywhere. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, back in the studio with me. I've missed her so, so much, and I'm sure our listeners, our listeners, not just listener, <laughs> our listeners have two. Amber Turner and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. Amber, it's very nice to have you sitting in front of me once again. It is more than nice to be You're sitting. You're listening. Well, more than nice to be back in my chair again. Yeah, that little voice that comes through the headphones, yeah. this is probably going to be another <laughs> episode with technical difficulties. When we take our commercial breaks, the audience might hear silence again until we come back. So just before, just letting everybody know that. But yes, it feels good to have you back, Amber. Last week was different for me because it was the very first time I did the show solo on the radio. Yeah. Did you get a chance to listen to the solo episode? I did. So we had to go about it in a little uh, uh, old-fashioned, I'm going to say redneck way, because I had to call Wiley and have Wiley stream the show for me uh, over the telephone. So I made sure I could not go a week and not be here and not listen. Well, I am glad to have you back. It feels like normal. And I know. I, and don't do it again. Well, now. <laughs> you can't be leaving me like this. We'll, we'll try to make it maybe about every five years. <laughs> yeah, about every five years. I can handle that. But it is Thursday. It is June the 2nd, 2022. And it's show day. Thursday. I love Thursday. You know Thursday is a jam-packed day for me. I make it that way. I like it. But one of the things that I love doing, Amber, and yeah. I've said this before on the show, is before I come to the studio, I like to take a nice hot shower. Yeah. And Amber, I get inspired by things to talk about on the show based off just things that happen in life. And I noticed just some bizarre behaviors that I had today. Like I, I close the door yeah. when I shower. And what's weird about that, people might hear that and say, that's not weird. It is weird when you live alone, I feel like. When you live alone and you still are closing doors... It makes you wonder, like, why are you closing them? Because I, I do. Every time I jump in the shower, every time I go to sleep, yeah. I have to close myself up in my room. Well, Not only that, but lock the door. Well, you're just making sure you're safe and sound. It's it's just one of those idiosyncrasies that I have. Yeah. One of those things that just make it's... Well, if you look up what a idiosyncrasy is... It's a mode of behavior or way of thought peculiar. I like that word peculiar. Peculiar. Peculiar to an individual. So it's basically just the little things that make up us. Yeah. The, the behavior that we do that makes us us. It might seem normal to us, but to other people, it's not normal. And one of those things that just those little, little bitty quirks about me is I like to lock the doors and I like to shut doors, even if I'm alone or not. Well, you're just, you know, preemptive thinking, keeping yourself safe. I feel safe because yeah. to me, if the door is locked, 
I feel like that if the door is locked, I would be able to hear somebody jiggle the door uh-huh. if they were coming to attack me. And it would give me a little bit of time to protect myself. Well, and especially if you're in the shower, it'd give you a little bit of time to put your clothes on. Because how bad would that I mean, that'd be the worst thing to get attacked, and you are just in your in your birthday suit trying to take a shower. I've thought about that. What it would be like to get attacked naked? (laughs) Not only, not only would it be humiliating, because it would be scary, and everybody would just see the well. It would just be terrible. But not only is it, you know, would be humiliating to be uh, killed naked. But yeah. but it would hurt worse. That's what I was thinking. Because you're wet, your body, your skin is already really sensitive. Uh-huh. So any type of little slap. Have you ever had somebody slap oh you when you're gosh, wet? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. That's why they take wet towels and roll them up oh, and yeah. slap you on the butt. But getting any type of like uh, hit, any type of punch when you're wet, it would hurt ten times worse. Yeah, it's a different kind of hurt. Yes. So I feel like that locking the doors, shutting the doors is... A protective thing for me. That's why I like to do them. I feel safe. Hey, I think more people should probably take that into their own consideration. Give you a little safety net. Another another idiosyncrasy that I have is I have to have a cover regardless of how hot it is when I sleep. I it can be this. 90 degrees outside and I could be sweating, but I still have to be covered up. It don't have to be a thick sheet. It yeah. can be thin, but I have to have something over me when I sleep. Now look, now that you bring it up, I'm going to ask. You have a lot of covers on your bed in general. Right. You really do. Uh, it's one of those things that make me feel comfort. I, you know what, if it makes you feel comfy... Well, an idiosyncrasy, it can also mean an odd habit. The term is often used to express eccentricity or peculiar, 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 never mind. (laughs) But a synonym may be quirk. Yeah, quirky. Just a quirk that you have. Yeah. So what are some of your idiosyncrasies, Amber? I'm sure you have some. (laughs) You know I do. Let's see. Um... Oh, my goodness. Fingernails have to be cut every two days in our house, and I know my husband's watching. He can verify that one. I don't do fingernails 100%, um, and I don't share toilets. Yeah. I don't. I don't do that. Even in in our home, you know, we, we made sure we had a, a toilet for each of us. Do you line the toilet at your own house? No, I do not, because I'm mine's only butt that touches it. Right. Now, that makes a lot of sense. I used to, for years, line toilets that yeah. were at my house. But see, I was not the only one using those toilets. Yeah. Now that I live completely alone and I have uh, my own bathroom that nobody literally uh-huh. goes in except me, I can sit my bare butt on the toilet. Exactly. And the only else other time I've ever done that is when I really had to go. <laughs> and and I you had, didn't have time. No. Yeah. Mean, 2.2 seconds, my butt was on the toilet seat. <laughs> Letting it go. But I do have a lot of idiosyncrasies. I I do. Uh, I gave you some examples a while ago. Another one that I have, you've been out to eat with me many, many times. Uh I can't have my back facing the door. I know. I have to be looking at the door. I want to see who's coming and who's a-going. Exactly. I also, not only do I like to lock the doors at my house and close myself in places, I also, when I drive, I don't like driving with the doors Unlocked. Uh, no, I feel that. Because we live in Lexington. Yeah. A scary city to live in. Yeah. You never know when you're stopped at a red light and somebody could just open your door and hold you at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. And mm-mm. it gives me some security knowing that my front and back 
doors are locked when I'm in the car. Yeah, you just ain't giving people a, a, a free shot. You know, if, you, if you're going to break into this car, you're going to have to earn it. What about when you brush your teeth? I, I wonder if a lot of people are like me or not. Do you like to get your toothbrush wet before you put toothpaste on it? Yes, a little bit. A little, just, a little, just a little. Just a little wet. Yeah. I, I have to. If yeah. I don't, I can't really brush my teeth. Yeah, just a little wet. I have to be cold. When I go to sleep, I can't Absolutely. be hot. I, I mean, I have to turn the air down. Some, And I'm big on keeping the air where it's at. Uh-huh. But at night, I can't be hot. Oh, no. Ours drops to about 62 at night. Yes. Um, let me think of some more idiosyncrasies that I have. Um, I'm getting to the point to where I have to listen to things now in the shower. Yeah. Whether it's a radio show or a podcast, I have to listen to something. Yeah, just hear a little, hear a little background noise. Yes. Um, everybody who knows me knows I have a mild case of OCD. Uh-huh. Obsessive cleaning disorder. <laughs> I was going to say obsessive cleaning. <laughs> and one of the things that irritates me, a quirk that just might not irritate everybody else, is I hate it when people sit beside me and cross their legs, mm-hmm. but have their shoe facing, the bottom of their shoe facing towards my face. <laughs> Are you talking about me? No, but that really annoys me because there is nothing more disgusting than what's on the bottom of somebody's shoe. Oh, absolutely. And I don't like it when people sit beside me and just shake their leg either. Oh, you know that's, what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm a leg shaker. Yeah. <laughs> it all it makes me really nervous and it just shakes everything around me. And it really makes me uneasy. Well, it probably makes you feel like you're back on the school bus, you know, <laughs> just dropping along in them hollers. Yes. But that is some idiosyncrasies that I have, and it just made me start thinking of just some of the other ones that I have. Yeah. So what are some of your alls? Let's hear it on the show thread. You can put it up on Facebook.com slash off the cuff with Adam Banks. Would love to talk about it. But we are going to take our first break. And when we come back, we got lots more off the cuff coming at you live. After these words, stick with us. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. The NBA Finals are upon us. The National Basketball Association, the big dance for the NBA. We have been watching the playoffs, many NBA NBA teams squaring off against one another, trying to make it to this very spot, the NBA Finals. This is the Super Bowl of NBA. This is the WrestleMania. (laughs) What WrestleMania is to wrestling, this is to the NBA. What March Madness is to college basketball. The NBA Finals are to the NBA, and Amber, they start tonight at 9 o'clock. So 9 o'clock, they start. You haven't missed any yet. Yeah. It's between the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. This will be the 76th NBA Final in league history. The Eastern champions have won 40 titles, while the Western champions have won 35 titles. This will be the fifth time that the Warriors and the Celtics face each other in a playoff series. So they're no stranger to one another. Uh, the Warriors are making their 12th NBA Finals appearance. They are 6-5 and five in their previous 11 appearances. Uh, the Celtics are making their 22nd NBA Final appearance. They are 17-4 and four in their previous uh, 21 NBA Final appearances. The Celtics are seeking their 18th NBA Championship title if they win. 
If the Celtics win, they would pass the Lakers, who have 17, for the most in NBA history. Wow. So a lot is on the line for the Boston Celtics. That is a lot. If this is the 70, what, the 76? Then yes. they've won how many? They, they, they've won 17. Wow. So they are currently tied with the Lakers. Yeah. The Lakers have won 17. The Celtics have won 17. Okay. And... If the Celtics win this series, if they win the finals, then they are the winningest. They have the most championships than any other NBA team in in the league. And they're Boston, aren't they? Boston Celtics. It's, it's the Celtics. So that'll be another win for the East Coast also. Absolutely. Okay. So another win added on for the East Coast as well. So the Golden State Warriors... They currently have six. They won a title in 1947, 1956, 1975, 2015, 2017, and 2018. Wow. They're looking for their seventh, yeah. which is nothing to scoff at. No. I mean, you're comparing a team with one of the greatest NBA teams in the league. Yeah. One of the greatest of all time, historical Boston Celtics. Boston is making its first NBA Finals appearance in 12 years despite being in the Eastern Conference Final in four of the last six seasons. So they're always flirting with the NBA Finals, and they've yeah. been doing it for the last 12 years. But finally, after 12 years, flirting with it, they're back. Hey, flirting with disaster. Got them here. So it is going to be a big matchup. It is exciting. We haven't talked about the NBA playoffs at all, because I usually like to save it until the very last game. Yeah. Because do you know anything about how the playoffs work? You know I don't know a thing. So what, how you do in the season, determines if you make it to the playoffs or not. Okay. And the playoffs consist of a certain amount of teams, and then they play best-of-seven series. Okay. And then it's just a bracket, and then whoever gets to the final plays. Okay. Best-of-seven. So we've got seven games yeah. to play. Now and it that's could, it? it just could, seven games? It could be over in four because it's best-of-seven. Okay, okay. So if somebody goes in there and wins... Four straight out the bat, then yeah. boom, you're winning. Happens all the time. Yeah. Happens all the time where a team will win four straight. Oh. Now, in the finals, it's rare yeah. to blow a team out because usually when you get to the finals, both teams have proven something. Yeah, y'all on the same playing field usually. And what's interesting about the NBA finals is I really do feel like compared to college basketball, you really do get the real, genuine, true champion. Because you're playing a best of seven. Yeah. In college, it's one and done. Yeah. And the best team don't always win. No. But in the NBA, the best team, I feel like, does always win because you had a best of seven to prove yourself. That's cool. I didn't know it was the best. So all teams that are in the in the championship have seven games to play? Correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. So how many teams are going in, I guess? That goes into the playoffs? Yeah. I'm not quite sure the, the amount, the number of yeah. teams that get invited to the playoffs, but I know that it takes a lot to get to where we're at, Okay, the finals, and that's what I want to talk about, the Boston Celtics versus the Golden State Warriors. you got to start with talking about the coaches. Somewhere, Greg Popovich has to be pleased because he had both of these coaches, Ima Udoka, who coaches the Celtics, and Steve Kerr, who coaches the Warriors. As one of his assistants. He's had wow. both of them. So he's got to feel like a proud papa somewhere. Yeah. And let's talk about the Boston Celtics coach. I'm Udoka. As a coach, he's only been an assistant. He was an assistant for the Spurs, the 76ers, and the Brooklyn Nets. And this is his first head coaching job. Oh, wow. Yes. And he's, he got the job 
in 2021, which was the beginning of this season. So this is his first year as head coach. And the, and this is what the the first time in 12 years the Celtics have went back to the championship. Yes. Okay, so he's already making some headway. He finished the season 51 and 31. That's a total of 82 games, 51 and 31. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So let's look at Steve Kerr. I consider Steve Kerr one of the top 10 NBA basketball coaches of all time. And Steve Kerr is the coach of the Golden State Warriors. He's been there eight years. He has won the championship three times. Once in 2015, once in 2017, and once in 2018. He got NBA Coach of the Year in 2016. He's a two-time NBA All-Star Game head coach. And he, like I said, is one of the greatest coaches, I feel like. Top 10. Well, yeah, especially with a back-to-back win like that. So he, as a player... Uh, won five NBA championships just as a player. Oh, he played too. Well, he also was teammates with the great Michael Jordan. Okay. Yes. Okay. So back when the Bulls were the Bulls in the 90s, they were led by point guard. I don't want to say led. Their point guard was Steve Kerr. Okay. Yes. So he knows a thing or two about basketball is what you're saying. And he knows a thing or two about championships. Well. But... Two great coaches going up against one another. Steph Curry is obviously the star of the Golden State Warriors. I think that the playoffs always have to have a star. Yeah. There's really no star, I would say, for the Boston Celtics. I'm sorry. I'm not going to say there's a star. You can say Jason Tatum. You can say Jalen Brown all you want. To me, they're not stars. Yeah. Do you know who either one of those is? Very not a clue. But you've heard of Steph Curry. Absolutely. Because he's a star. Yes. He's a star. He led the Golden State Warriors with 25.9 points per game during the 2022 NBA playoffs. That's so pretty good. Now he's at the end of the playoffs and, and brought his team once again to the playoff championship game. And he is a three-time NBA champion himself. He's a two-time NBA Most Valuable Player. He's an eight-time NBA All-Star, and he's an NBA All-Star Game MVP. Now, he's also got a teammate named Kevin Durant. Yeah. Have you heard of Kevin Durant? Absolutely. Another star. Now, the reason I didn't put him first is because the Golden State Warriors, their star is Steph Curry. Yeah. Kevin Durant, some will argue and say that he sold out when he went to the Golden State Warriors because he's only won his two championships under Steph Curry and Steve Kerr yeah. with the Warriors. So a lot of people will hate on Durant saying that, oh, you only got gold because of Steph Curry. Yeah. And then there's the other people that will say, no, he helped Steph Curry get those those gold trophies. Who knows? But he's also a superstar. Like I said, a two-time NBA champion, a two-time NBA Finals MVP, an NBA Most Valuable Player, 12-time NBA All-Star, two-time NBA All-Star Game MVP. So... You've got another guy looking for his third title. Yeah. In order to be considered great in a sport, I feel like that you have to have a minimum three to be in the conversation. I can I can feel that. Yes. Yeah. A minimum three because a lot of people have one. Mm-hmm. A lot of people almost have two these days. Yep. But three, that's hard. Exactly. So with the Boston Celtics, you got Jason Tatum, you got Jalen Brown. To me, who cares? They're they're both searching for their first. I don't necessarily think that they're going to get it this year. Yeah. They're just 
too overpowered by a star-studded team like the Golden State Warriors with Durant and and Steph Curry, and then uh, the Warriors are too. They're too well coached by Steve Kerr. Well, and they've got a lot of experience, especially what in the last five years they've won two, you know, and if this is the first time the Celtics are going back in 12 years, you know, they've got some making up to do. Not saying that they can't, but definitely got a, some big shoes to fill going up against them. Yes. And uh, like I said, the coaches, they do make up a big part of the team and how well they do. Ima, Yudoka, and Steve Kerr, both great coaches. And Amber, I've talked about great coaches before on this show. Mm-hmm. I've given you the my personal opinion, the top 10 greatest college basketball coaches of all time. Mm-hmm. I've given the audience the top 10 college football coaches of all time. Yeah, your number one was, uh, what's his name over here? Nick Saban. No, I was trying to make a joke and I completely forgot his name. Our coach at UK. Oh, Mark Stoops. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he, he, yeah. <laughs> Stoops was not in the top 10. But... I have given top 10 coaches out before, but I have never given the audience, in my opinion, who I feel like is the top 10 greatest NBA coaches of all time. The top 10 greatest NBA coaches of all time. Now, you're going to have to school me a little bit on them because, you know, I ain't going to know none of them. Well, I will. And I'll start out with a name that you might have heard. And I feel like he is the greatest NBA coach to ever coach. That is Phil Jackson. He coached Michael Jordan with the Chicago Bulls and won six NBA titles. And then he also went and coached the Los Angeles Lakers and coached Shaq and Kobe and won five NBA titles. He has a total of 11 NBA championships. That's a lot of championships. Yes. And he now, or I don't know if he still works for the Knicks, but he's married to Jeannie Buss, who owns the Lakers. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Red Arabak is number two on my list. He's known as the godfather of the NBA. He was the man that coached the Boston Celtics for over 30 years, and he was also an executive. And he won eight consecutive titles in a row from 1959 to 1966. When you think Boston Celtics, you have to think about red. Yeah. Not green. You got to think about red. Number three is Greg Popovich. He is also still... Coaching, He's on my list, and he's the only active coach that's in the top five on my list. And he is one of the best coaches, if not the best, some will say, over the last 10 years. Uh, Just he's won four championships with the San Antonio Spurs and 633 wins and just 305 losses. And he's only been there for 13 years. That's a lot of wins. Yes. Uh, He will be inducted into the Hall of Fame for sure in the future. Number four on my list is Pat Riley. Now, Pat Riley played for Adolph Rupp Mm -hmm. at the University of Kentucky. I go back and forth with Pat Riley being number four. Or number one. Oh, goodness. <laughs> because he doesn't fall really at two or three. It's either he's he's got to be my number one or he's got to be my number four, yeah. if that makes any sense. But he was the coach of the Showtime Lakers. We've talked about Pat Riley on the show before. I think he is the most successful man in the sport of basketball. Yeah. Not the best basketball player, not the best basketball coach, but overall, having success in the game of basketball, it's Pat Riley. Yeah. He's won championships as uh, a player, as a coach, and as an executive. Wow. Because not only does he not coach anymore, but he still 
president of the Miami Heat. Okay. So, yes, he had an outstanding record, 1,210 and 694 with uh, his uh, compiled record. Over a thousand wins? Yes. Wow, well, we were. Yes. And he, he won championships with the Lakers and the Heat. Woo. So, as a coach. As a coach. As and a, then he also, you said, as a player, too. At, at, well, as an executive, he won with the Heat. Woo. Yes. Uh, Steve Kerr, I'm going to put on my. Well, did I give you my number five? Is that not number eight? No, Pat Riley's four. Number five is going to be Chuck Daly. Okay. Chuck Daly was the coach of the. Bad Boy Pistons. Okay. <laughs> yes, and he was also the coach, the head coach of the Dream Team for the Olympics. And I'm sorry, anytime you can win a gold medal for the country, you've got to make the top five list. Absolutely. He coached and assembled one of the greatest basketball teams to ever play. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, all of them playing under Chuck Daly. Yeah. You can't take just any coach out there and say, coach this team full of egos and talent. No. It took a guy like Coach Daly to settle them down. Exactly. It took somebody that knew how to keep control. Number six is Steph Curry. Okay. And I've already, uh, not Steph Curry, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. And I have already just went on and on and on and raved about how good of a coach he is. Number seven, Larry Brown, who is, you know, He's the only coach to win both an NBA and college championship. Hmm. So for somebody to be able to differentiate the game like he did, he's got to be in the top ten. Number eight is Lenny Wilkins, and he is the all-time leader in wins for an NBA head coach. And he coached for 32 seasons. He has a record of 1,332 wins, and he lost 1,155. That's a lot of games to play, though. A lot of games, but look at that winning record. Uh-huh. Huge. I mean, that is so, so impressive. Number nine on my list, and this could be argued, Eric Spolstra, who is a two-time NBA champion, a one-time All-Star game head coach. He won with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh two times with the Miami Heat. And then you've got, finally, the number 10 in this spot is Doc Rivers. And I feel like that you have to have Doc Rivers in your top 10. He's a one-time NBA champion, a one-time NBA coach of the year, a two-time all-star game head coach. And the reason I put him on this list is because he is the only coach that I know of (laughs) in the history of the NBA to be traded just like a player. Oh, gosh. Yes, he was the coach one time for the Clippers. Yeah. And he... He got traded away in a deal yeah. <laughs> to Boston. Well. So he had to leave just like a player yeah. would and go coach another team. Well. So to me, uh, that makes up the top 10 greatest NBA coaches of all time. But the NBA playoffs, it does, or the NBA finals, it does begin tonight on ABC at 9 o'clock. And it will be something to tune into. And we'll keep you posted and updated as the playoffs go on next week. But ladies and gentlemen... We're going to take another break. We still have lots more off the cuff coming at you live after these words. Stick with us. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. 
Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. We are officially in the month of June, Amber. June is one of my favorite months on the calendar. It is the start of summer. It is a month that things start to heat up, literally. Yeah. Not to the point to where you are scorching like July and August, but it's the perfect just balance of good weather, good sunshine, and a good time. Absolutely. I love June. It's my birth month. It is. It is. June the... You know Hold me on. for how long? Hold on. Let me think. The 18th. Y'all gonna see us five. 23rd. Y'all gonna see us this five. 20th? <laughs> <laughs> Take one more stab. The 21st. How about the 27th? I'll take that. That's what I meant. <laughs> I knew it was in the 20s. I only had 26 more days exactly. to guess. Exactly. Did you know June is the month with the longest daylight hours of the year, Amber? Yes. And controversially, June has the shortest daylight hours of the year in the Southern Hemisphere. Oh. Yes, the summer solstice is Mm -hmm. also in June, which is the longest day of the year. It gets dark about, what time, 9.45? Yeah, it's later after 9. It's amazing to think that you can walk out almost 10 o'clock and you still see daylight. Well, I mean, we're already seeing some of that now. June's birthstone is the pearl, the moonstone, and the alexandrite. Mm-hmm. The June birth flower is the rose and the honeysickle. Mm-hmm. In 2009, June was the 662 most popular name for girls in the USA. Well. Did you know anybody named June? Uh, just June Osborne off The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think that Beatles song said, hey, June. No. But it's June. It's June. <laughs> I, I wanted to come in to, hey, June, but I listened to it and it said, hey, June. And I was like, (laughs) oh, that sucks. (laughs) June is derived from Juno, the goddess of marriage. In both common and leap years, no other month begins on the same day of the weeks as June. Oh, what day does it begin on? Isn't that weird? I know. I have no idea. June is International Men's Month. Okay. I love men. I'm all down for International (laughs) Men's Month to get celebrated. June is in accordation, or I'm sorry, June is Accordion Awareness Month, as well as Candy, Dairy, and Papaya. Papaya? Yes. I love papaya. Yes. June was most likely named for the Roman goddess Juno, Patronus of marriage and well-being of women. The Ooh. noteworthy the noteworthy dates of June. June 5th is World Environment Day. Okay. That's a day meant to raise environmental awareness across I, the globe. I'm all about that. You are. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just coming up next week. June 14th is Flag Day. Uh-huh. So be sure to raise your flags as high as they'll go. June 19th is Juneteenth, and what's special about Juneteenth is it's also known as Freedom Day or Emancipation Day. Mm -hmm. Didn't June 19th become an official federal holiday just last year? Was it last year or 2020? It was either last year or 2020, because for years, how many decades and decades have we went with no federal holidays added? 
And now we have oh my goodness Juneteenth. I, I didn't remember one really, honestly. I think in our lifetime so far, because I feel like everything already was one. Because you do have those little silly days, like we talked about, like Son's Day or Daughter's Day, yeah. or, or, or Accordion Day. You, you do have those little bitty days, but they're not really recognized by the calendar. Yeah. So June twenty first is mm-hmm. of course Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Father's Day is a great day to celebrate dads, and June twenty fourth. Brings Midsummer Day, traditionally the midpoint of the growing season, halfway between planting and harvesting. So here are some just-for-fun days that are happening this month. So June 1st, which was yesterday, was Say Something Nice Day. Aww. So hopefully everybody took and practiced this holiday, this I, fun day. And, I did not. <laughs> and said something nice to somebody. June 3rd, which is tomorrow, is Chimborazo Day. Well, I don't know what that even means. <laughs> June the 6th is National Yo-Yo Day. Okay. Did you ever have a yo-yo? I tried a few times. You can't I yo-yo? knock my shins with it. You can't yo-yo. I can't yo-yo. It's, it takes some time and practice. I'm surprised you can't yo-yo being born in the 80s. Uh-uh. Really? I can't walk the dog. Ain't that what people would do? Walk the dog. Walk the dog. Yeah, I swing can't it around. That. Yes. Yeah, I can't do all that. Yes. Um... Let's see what's going on here. Oh, June 19th is Father's Day, not the 21st. Okay. June 19th. Whoopsie on that. So hopefully nobody... Apologies. apologies. Yes. Thank God for the show thread. Don't plan your holiday around us giving you the day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Malvin's got me questioning all of the dates. All of the dates that is on this list. Uh, June the 8th is Upsie Daisy Day. Okay. Upsie Daisy. I ain't got a clue. June 21st is not Father's Day. Not Father's Day. But it's Go Skateboarding Day. I'm not doing that neither. June the 30th is Asteroid Day. Okay. What in the world does that mean? I guess celebrating asteroids, go outside and see if you see an asteroid. You don't want to see asteroids. No, I was going to say. <laughs> Maybe watch uh, Independence Day. On that. Is that what that was in the movie Independence Day? Was it an asteroid? It was an asteroid coming to Earth. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. But a lot of things happening in the month of June. I do love this month. But ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take Off the Cuff Song of the Week break. And we're going to slow it down a little bit with a little love song. The Tony Rich Project, Nobody Knows. We'll be right back after the song. You remember this song, don't you? Absolutely. This song was out maybe when we were in the second, third grade? Um, Probably, probably about third grade. I remember one of those boy bands that came to Beaver. Yeah. <laughs> remember when they used to do that? I, oh, yeah. I lived for those. One of the members of the boy bands yeah. sang this song. Yeah. And they had all the girls just Oh, we well, were probably just cooing and on and drooling, foaming. I wonder where those guys at are at now. Have you I, ever wondered? I would love, especially the one that we had, I think, in what, 2001, 2002, when we were older, so we were eighth grade. Yes. I'd love to meet those dudes. What are y'all doing? <laughs> Got any new music? What's been going on? Yeah, since that time you played the smash at Beaver. <laughs> what have you been doing? <laughs> but Amber, what have you been doing? You just got back from a trip from the Bahamas. And now, yes. that's not a small trip. That's a big trip. How was it? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I started, uh, I got to go on vacation. Uh, you know, if you guys 
listen to us talk at all. I got agoraphobia, so this is the first time I had traveled out of the house. And, Explain what agoraphobia is. Uh, I have fear of leaving uh, the house. basically just leaving the house in general. I usually leave my house once a week, and that's to come here. Uh, but no, it was cool. I got to go with two of my buddies that I met when I went back to college. Uh, so it was just three wild and crazy women just having fun and uh, ran into some fellow Knott uh, Countyans when we were there. I think they hollered down the down the hallways at that beaver girl. So, you know, I had a moment. Here I am in the middle of the beautiful Caribbean Sea and somebody hollered, let that beaver girl down there. Um, you rode the, horses on the beach. I saw that. I, yeah, rode horses on the beach. I got you got quoted on 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 the on the ship. Because you were talking about Eric. Kahn. I was. We were talking about the Eric C. Khan <laughs> documentary. Met some people. Met all kinds of people. Networked a lot. Uh, drank uh, probably way more than I'll ever admit on the radio. <laughs> uh, played with dolphins. Uh, played with sea lions. Uh, just a good Bahamas trip. Yes, uh, just all the food, all the alcohol. And you went on a cruise ship. And we let did. me just say that when you were gone. Oh my. So many things were happening across the world I, to cruise ships. I know. There, were, there was a cruise ship that flipped. Yep. There was a cruise ship that caught fire. Uh-huh. So I was holding my breath every time I would click <laughs> on an article. Well, now we did. Unfortunately, the last night, so that would have been Friday night, we had to have the Coast Guard medics uh, from Jacksonville, Florida come out and meet us. We had to detour. They had to do what's called a drop pick, which is where uh, they dropped a rope down and a tight, like basically tied it to this little carriage thing and lifted a man up in the middle of the Caribbean Ocean. Well, I guess at this point we're back in the Atlantic. Mm. Uh, and yeah, so it was probably one of the scariest things I'd ever experienced was watching this dude get scooped up from a boat on a plane in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but it, all in all, it was a great trip. Missed my family. Was happy to be home, but uh, definitely some good memories. Well, we are glad to have you back. And I didn't really do much while you were gone. I did go and watch Top Gun. Yes. With Tom Cruise. I don't know if anyone has seen this movie, the the new Top Gun movie that was just done. Uh, it's a great movie. I would give it five stars. It's an action movie. And I started thinking about the movie before I went in to see it. I was a little worried. I was like, I hope this don't suck. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? You have to just trust in Tom Cruise. Exactly. Because I started thinking about who I was going to watch. I'm going to watch Tom Cruise. Yes. A guy who personifies what a Hollywood actor is. What a Hollywood action and he is such an action star. Yes. Maybe the best action star in the history of Hollywood movies. I can agree. Tom Cruise. Yeah. And you have to go into it just knowing that. Mm-hmm. If it was a regular person playing the role of Maverick, I don't know if it would be any good. But Tom Cruise just plays it so well. Amber, in 2022, the man, he still has it. Oh, yeah. He still embodies that personality of just a mega star, mm-hmm. a movie star, a superstar. He is fun, lovable to watch on screen. Yes. You root for him every time you see him. Uh-huh. You can't get enough of Tom Cruise when you're watching one of his movies. Exactly. And not to mention that the guy's 59, will be 60 Woo. this year, still looks like he's a 30-year-old man. Yes. How? Uh, it's Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. There's only so much that hair dye can do for <laughs> But Tom Cruise, he still embodies just being a, a 30-year-old man. It's like he don't age at all. Well, I think when you keep that mentality and keep yourself kind of, you know, on the up and up, you know, keep up with your body, 
You know, it does wonderful things for you. But he is a superstar, and people like to watch Tom Cruise. That's why his movies are always successful. That's why his movies always blow up at the box office. Mm -hmm. On opening weekend, how much did this movie make just on the opening weekend? Oh, my goodness. I think it was like $151 million. In one weekend. That's opening. Yeah. That's opening weekend, folks. Oh, my goodness. The movie still has another five weeks out in theaters. And we're coming off of like a not a good movie movie, well, we've not had a good movie year in the last two years, you know, yes. so to see somebody blow it out of the water like that, that was insanity. Absolutely insanity. And it's been 36 years since Tom Cruise has reprised his role as Maverick. He played Maverick in the 1986 Top Gun movie. And he's back. And it was a great movie. There was a cameo from Val Kilmer in it, Iceman. Yep. Good to see a, an original character back. We all know that Goose passed away. He died in the first Top mm-hmm. Gun. But his son has a major role in this new movie. Tom Cruise is not a student. He's actually a teacher yep. in this movie. And, I mean, duh, the best of the best <laughs> being the teacher. And he is so good. And it, it's just I can't rave about the movie enough. It was a really good time, and I went with some friends and watched it, and it was just a great movie to watch in the theaters. And I went last night yeah. and watched it, and the movie theater was packed. Oh, okay. On a Wednesday. Hey, I'll take it. On a Wednesday. And if that doesn't tell you something, then nothing will. Yeah. But take it from me, I am not big into action movies. Amber, you know this, but... Top Gun with Tom Cruise, a must-see. Hey, you've pulled my arm enough, I believe I'm going to go watch it. You will not be disappointed. But, but all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take one more segment. We still have one more segment to go, so stick with us. We'll be right back. everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Last segment of the hour. What you are hearing in the background, folks, is the famous score from Goodfellas. The brilliant piano score that was played at the end of the movie. One of the greatest movies to exist in cinema. But Amber, I mentioned, because it broke when I was on the air last week, that Ray Liotta, the star of Goodfellas, passed away at only the age of 67 years old, but really wasn't aware of what he died of because it just broke. And I haven't got to talk about it with you. He died in his sleep. And he was working on a project in the Dominican Republic called Dangerous Waters when he passed. So he was still working. He was still acting. His most memorable roles was, of course, the role of Henry Hill in the 1990 film Goodfellas. And he was cast against people like Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. He played alongside those characters, gangster legends. When asked by The Guardian in 2021 why he never worked with Scorsese again, given the director's um, use of using the same actors over and over, 
Ray Liotta said, I don't know. You'll have to ask him, but I'd love to. And it made me wonder, because I never realized that. I wonder why that was, that Martin Scorsese would always recast Joe Pesci, would always recast Robert De Niro, but Ray Liotta, he only worked with one time. Yeah. And look how iconic he was in the one movie he played for him. Mm-hmm. He played... Henry Hill, the biggest character in Goodfellas, and that was the last movie he ever did for Scorsese. I mean, even Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, he always would recast him. Uh So I wonder what it is about Ray Liotta that he did not cast again. I don't know, but that's a travesty. Now, you are a big Ray Liotta fan. Oh, my goodness. I'm a huge... I have been a Ray Liotta fan since I was a baby. What are some other films he was in besides besides Goodfellas? Um, we've got Unlawful Entry, which I hate that I can rattle that one off. He played a cop in that one that stalked a woman. We've got Karina Karina. He was the father. Played alongside Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, he's in um, oh gosh, what is the one? It's the second. Hannibal. Uh, yes. Where, you know, it's the second uh, installment of the Silence of the Lamb series. Um, he was in uh, was it Shades of Blue? Uh, John Q. He was in John Q. He, he was, was in John. He Q. was a cop in John <laughs> Q. But a lot of movies. He wasn't just the guy from Goodfellas. No, he did, he did a lot. Oh, that was a good looking man. But another mysterious death. Uh, yes, just dying in his sleep so young. Oh, jeez. But hopefully there was no foul play. There was none suspected. I hope not. But rest in peace to acting legend Ray Liotta. Ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Off the Cuff. If you liked what you heard today, you will like our previous episodes probably, so you should subscribe to us on podcast. We are wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. You can follow the show on social media at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. You can follow my co-host Amber on social media at Ambu447. You can follow me on social media at The Adam Banks. And before we go, I just want to give a big, fat shout-out to Amber's husband, my buddy, Wiley Turner, who is 40 years old. Lordy, lordy. Wiley is 40. Wiley is 40. So, happy birthday, old man. We love you, and have a great day. You can listen to Off the Cuff next week, because that's when we'll be back right here on WLXU 93.9 FM from 4 to 5. We'll see you then. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Ember Turner. I'm Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff.